What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Food Fitness Family Podcast. It is me, Big Daddy Blankenship, with the Mr. Beautiful Marcus Gates. As always, if you guys like the content, if you like us, like and subscribe. It helps boost us in the algorithm. You can always find me at Blank Slake Fitness underscore 91 on Instagram. You can find Marcus at Thriving Lives Fitness on Instagram. Like us, leave us a comment, let us know what you like. And what do you want to hear? Let's go. Did you like we, that? I did. That was a good one. That was yeah, good, I've been listening. Let's keep that yeah. rolling. Yeah, I uh so I started listening to the New Heights podcast because like I just they have a lot of ex NFL players on there, so I like to like oh. listen to that stuff. Yeah. And dude, they have great intros. And I was like, man, I'm I feel like I'm missing out so much here. So I was like, I was just fucking long it. That, there we you go. Go big daddy blank yeah. and shit. That's what that I was, do. That was on the money, man. And our, our special guest today is Danny Elmore from Underestimated Apparel, and then also a lot of other places that we're going to kind of get into today as well. Yeah, because uh, I have no idea, so I'm excited to hear this too. Okay. But entrepreneur, dude. As always, let's get into our last seven days. Marcus, how's your last seven days? Dude, last seven days were good. Well, actually, the last 14 days because we didn't record. Last oh, we didn't record. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we went on our baby moon down in Miami for like five or six days, which was great on the way back. However, I don't know if it was just the lack of sleep or something. I, I came down with something on Thursday on the way back home, slept for like 24 hours, finally felt better by Friday and Saturday. And then what was it? Uh, the Saturday we had the um, S2 barbecue, which was awesome. I was only there for a couple hours of it, but uh, body shop did great, underestimated it great. And it was a pretty cool turnout. And then um, aside from that, though, of course, I, I come back from vacation after spending money. And I think the last week I've lost like seven clients due to just various things like people's transmissions going out in their cars. Some people it's because like, you went on vacation and you posted about it. So they hate him. you. Yeah, I know. Fuck them. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, a couple people were, were good things. Like my ultimate goal for a lot of people is that, you know, once we can get to their end goal results and and get, and get to the end goal of actually being able to maintain those then it's like hey go do this on your own and so some of those people kind of graduated if you will with that but yeah man when it rains it pours when you lose one it feels like you you end up losing six or seven like that but it's all good we'll bounce back with it yeah man i uh i kind of feel you there like god it has been a whirlwind god we had the the body shop grand opening which was huge we had a ton of people out there danny was out there um I got, uh, we probably had 10 different local vendors. We probably had, I would say five to over 500 people come through. Mm -hmm. Um, it was pretty good. It it wasn't quite the signups I was expecting, which is okay. Because honestly, later that week, the week after we signed up like 16 people that were all from the, um, grand opening. So that was pretty cool. Then the next week we had the uh, S2 barbecue. That was pretty dope. I, I always love doing events like that. I, I love getting out and meeting the community and, and reaching more people and just like helping as many people as possible. And the bench press contest is always a lot of fun because there's always a lot of shit talking. And you guys know I love to shit talk. Uh, so, it, it yeah, man, it's always a lot of fun uh, with clients. You know, I, I've had a lot of good client wins lately. I, I've got, I feel like I'm back kind of on my game. I, I think I signed up like, probably six people last week but of course you know as as you get a big influx you have some fall off so i think between like sunday and yesterday i had like four fall off but all for various reasons you know like and they're all pretty good reasons um and and one was just because she never sent one single check-in um you know it is what it is i'll I'll keep adding clients it's just it feels nice to get back and adding clients again i had two consults yesterday and uh yeah it's got a big week planned getting ready for my baby girl to be here 
uh, any day. We thought right. she was coming like yesterday because she was hella low all day. What's so a due date? Uh, the 15th. Yeah. So we're 37 weeks yesterday. Okay, cool, cool. Or wait, no, what's today? Tuesday? 37 weeks today. Yeah. So any day um, now. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I was kind of <laughs> hoping she was going to come yesterday because like Tuesday's a great day to go into labor um, because it's not Monday check in day. There you so, go. <laughs> <laughs> come on, baby girl. Time it right. Yeah. Don't screw me here. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, Danny, uh, how was your last seven days? Uh, 14, I guess we'll go with the trend. Oh, 14. Yeah. So. I uh, got held up at one of my restaurants with like a permanent issue. So I had to stop there. Uh, a new one that I'm trying to open. Uh, but God works in mysterious ways. And five days later, we wound up buying another one. So maybe we had to stop on that one so we could see this other one. Um, so that was a win. Uh, if we're going to go 14 days starting from the body ship, body shop pop up, uh, that went really well for us. It was nice to be that close and local feels like Lee Summit doesn't do a lot community-wise unless you're, like, working with the chamber, which we do. But as far as, like, the fitness and, like, just general community, kind of like the S2 thing that we were at last, most recently this Saturday. Um, so it was nice to be in Lee Summit and see someone hosting something that was just open to the public like that. Um, I think Lee Summit needs more of that, especially Lee Summit's, like, becoming the new Johnson County. Like, it, yeah. It, it is up and coming. It's where people want to be. So the more of these events that we we throw, the more the people that are moving here and do live here realize, you know, hey, it was a good choice. Um, for sure. So that, that was really good for us. Um, my car had gotten hit by a lady the day before 4th of July. So I got to get the car in and get it, get it started on getting fixed and got a rental. So that was nice to not be driving around a clunker. Um, that's refreshing. And then uh, the S2 pop-up, which went really well. I got to see a lot of people that we've either talked to on Instagram or have made purchases through us online and got to meet them in, in person. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then yesterday, just started working on a deck, uh, hit the church, did an insane leg workout at Body Shop on Sunday, which was miserable. Um I like to hear. There's so many toys yeah, there to just destroy yourself with. So what? I said there's so many toys there just to destroy yourself with. I, I we did an hour and ten minutes of squats. Like we never left the squat machine. Well, that sounds awful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. That's been my last 14 days. Busy, busy. It, it is up. cool that all the, all those big uh, events we were all three at too. That's that's cool. Yeah. No, it's fun, man. I love those events. Like you said, it's it's cool, Danny, to have people come up who have bought your stuff online who have never met you. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's like, I always love when we do events like that. And it's like, oh, body shopping. I heard a lot about you guys. Well, And my next question is, well, why haven't you been there then? Yeah. What's your problem? Yeah, yeah get out. <laughs> it, is, it is cool, well, though, just the, the Kansas City, like, fitness community. How, how it's, I, as, as long as I've been in it, it's never really been that strong. You know, and people people know everybody. It's a small community. But at the same time, like, events like this, S2 has always been great with that. But, you know, um um, seeing body shop, you know, put together those events as well. Cause it's, it's a couple of years now running with it. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely some powerhouses like nationally in the industry that are here in Kansas city. So I don't know why it's not something that we do more of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love like the Lee summit one because it, it builds the community. You get to go into a place like that and he's hosting local vendors and stuff. You might come across someone that you either knew or heard of or followed and didn't realize they were local. 
And that might like yeah. shift your perspective to be like, all right, I've always kind of paid attention to them, kind of like their service or kind of like their stuff. And yeah, now that I know they're local, maybe I'll make the decision to keep it in house, you know? Yeah, man. You know, I, I didn't realize when I moved here, you know, we always know that like the, the East coast and West coast are like huge fitness hubs, mm-hmm. uh, Florida, Texas, but like, honestly, man, Kansas city is pretty big in itself. Like we have, uh, some great gyms here. We have some great athletes here, mm-hmm. um, and people that you wouldn't expect. I mean, we have multiple, I mean, look at people like Hunter Henderson, you know, we have multiple world records, you know what I mean? Pro bodybuilders, like they're every, not everywhere. You know what I mean? There's, it's not like they're, <laughs> literally every other person but like we have a good amount yeah. here you know versus where i i trained out in florida it was like if one guy turned pro he was like the star of the town yeah you know what i mean versus yeah. here it's like there's so much talent whether it be fitness uh fitness shows powerlifting you know i even met um uh, you know with john i met some of his fashion people like there's models and stuff like that there's such a wide array of, of the fitness scene here well and two amazing podcasts between the protein bros and and food fitness and family as well yeah yeah I, that's I, true. I had i had multiple people stop me and say that they are listeners which is always amazing really yes i did which i'm like yeah, no one said anything to me they must think I, they must hate me it's because you're so well, nice well one one dude said uh, well that's why you're big daddy and he's pretty yeah. boy yeah that's true one, one dude one dude said that he actually stopped me and said mr beautiful and i was like he said he's no, like, he did it yes he did and oh, i was like great. all right that reinforces it keep calling me that caleb because that's what people recognize me as so that i thought that was great. awesome so dude if I you're listening, like, i like how much you love this because if these were prison rules and these were those names you know what you would it be. wouldn't be good it wouldn't be good i know <laughs> hey i'm fast though i can run away from people yeah i'm pretty Very slow not in prison yeah that's a good point well good thing good thing i, I only do marks is so pretty he'd probably be in the women's prison Honestly, I'd probably just I'd get out of it somehow. Yeah, yeah. his way through it. You don't, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. Or they just put me. Her, in, her in, in, jumped in, in front of my car. Marcus is just so nice. He was walking into my back. What's up, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. I bring too much of a good energy. But um, anyway, yeah. though, let's let's kind of dive into it though. Um, you know, I think there's a lot that we can talk about with you, Danny. Um, you know, I obviously know your background much more than Caleb does, and just in terms of kind of where you've kind of come from. I know literally nothing. So you, I'm along so, for the ride here. So let's kind of start on um you grew up in the north northeast, right? And was it New York or New Jersey? Where was it at? Uh yeah, I was born in Maryland. So I spent yeah. a lot of my time in Ocean City, Maryland. Uh if we were to get like a second home or something, I'd try to do it out there. I miss that place. Um but then I grew up in New York. Um not too far from the city uh and then series of unfortunate events left us moving across country and we wound up in kansas yeah when, how long did you go did you move to kansas city uh i think i was in middle school or maybe my first year of high school okay. uh it's been long enough to claim like right after college i was back in new york for a little bit um I still have a lot of connections out there. Mm-hmm. Kind of blessed because New York is like a crazy place as far as like population and price and like finding a place to live and people being stacked on top of each other. And like almost all of my connections now in New York are all like business related. It just happened to be that my friend circle now turned into my table that you want to sit at, you know? So like if anything were ever to happen, we had an opportunity in New York. Uh, I think we'd be taken care of pretty well, but uh, so been in Kansas 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, 
so, so you can't... Have... go ahead no 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 you're good Kale. we were inside well, i was gonna say i i think that whole friends thing you know i think that happens uh without even trying you know i think it's you start with one group of friends and then it's not that like you don't want to be their friends anymore but your goals and your ideas and your vision shift and you start to surround yourself with people who have those same visions and ideas and before you know it you blink five years goes by and it's like i have a whole new set of friends and then it's like wow all my friends own businesses i don't know how this happened you know what i mean it's not that you had nothing mean to say about the other guys you were friends with it's just you just kind of grew apart because your your ideas and your visions and your values changed you 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 find people to grow grow with in life yeah Yeah, there's a a few people in new york that i talk to weekly maybe bi-weekly depending on how life goes um that i maybe only see once every two or three years and some of them um have only been in my circle you know like five years and it seems to be that most of them are in the fitness realm um but not entirely uh vincent a good buddy of mine also was a business coach for a while on body blueprint out in new york we've only met three times but i would say we've spent 700 plus hours talking to each other so it's just weird how that happens that is cool. That is super sweet. So, so when you you went back to New York, what was what was kind of that time frame of your life looking like? I know you worked at uh, uh, you ran the Ainsworth, right? Yeah, I was working at Ainsworth with Matt Shindell. Um, at the time, kind of like an idol of mine. Um, not as far as hospitality wise. Um, it might seem more that way now, but he just he seemed to have all the things that you wanted to check off as you got older. You know. He had nine restaurants in New York City. Everyone knew his name. He was partners with a bunch of people. Like, it, it was a good experience for me. Um, now, looking back with some success of my own, I don't know if that was the right mentor for me at the time, but it got me to where I was at. So that was super fun. And then I was able to bring the Ainsworth to Kansas City um, and open it up in Leewood, which was kind of cool for a little bit. Uh, I was still little bit younger then and i loved the vibe of the new york ainsworths they're very much dj oriented and heavy sports bars um unfortunately putting that in park place in the middle of leewood was not a good mesh no nightlife after eight o'clock and yeah Yeah, it's like a ghost town yeah and park place already food though great food yeah park place already has a lot of businesses struggling um they have a second layer above all the restaurants and stuff there that are like tenants. So they have Tortoise Investment Group and AMC, like a massive corporation that mm-hmm. rent off all those leasing offices above them. So Scott, the guy that runs CPRE, like their management company is like, if we didn't lease any of these bottom level retails, we would still make money. So like it wasn't a huge priority to them oh. and they could charge what they wanted and do what they wanted. And eventually mm-hmm. someone would come by and accept it. So being naive and young and not doing research, you know, like I didn't know that until it was too late. I was paying $20,000 a month in rent for a place that had no parking. <laughs> Literally none. Yeah. 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 So uh, one of those lessons, you know, and hopefully, you know, in five years, I'm sitting at a table with someone that's thinking about doing the same thing and I can help maybe prevent that issue for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, since we're on the restaurant topic, I figured let's just stay here and keep kind of talking about that. Cause that's obviously a big component of what you do you know, still, and we'll continue to do probably forever. Um, and then we'll kind of dive back into the Don't put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. No, nah, you, you're oh, opening up more and more restaurants. You're going to be in it. Um, um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so where'd you go? Where'd you go after Ainsworth? What what was kind of restaurant Ainsworth look like? I left there and did some consulting. Uh, I decided that I wanted to be a little bit more on my own time. So like worked with Jax and then wound up ultimately doing a pretty full time position with Red Door Grill, helping them. Um, and then that turned into more of like what I was trying to get away from working 60, 70, 80 hours a week for someone getting results, getting praised for the results, which is probably why some people stick around and do it for as long as they are. Because as humans, we're inherently triggered by vanity, whether we like to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. So like if someone's constantly patting you on the back, but then the next day calling you and like, I need this, this, and this, and this, you're just going to continue to do it because you're mm -hmm. searching for that praise. So maybe Pavlo's law took over a little bit there. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm the guy, I'm going to get it done. But <clears throat> started taking over my life a little bit more than I wanted it to. And knowing that the results were there, I think the issue that some people have, everyone always kind of has a plan. It's like ready. This is what I want to do. Set. This is how I got to do it. And then they never hit the go phase. They just sit and set. So like ready, set, 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 and never hit go. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, the go was money. Like I, I was always paid pretty well, especially during the consulting phase it was more than I've ever made in my life. Um, but for some odd reason, it was never enough to like go do my own thing, you know, or at least I thought it wasn't. Um, and well, that's what led to the that money is it traps you too because you're like, oh man, I'm making pretty good money right now, and I'm getting yeah. praised, and it's like so it's like a double whammy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, at one point, I was making close bring home. 1800 a week and i was still having like sunday off with my family so like i thought hey you know th this isn't bad but um so at some point i was like you know i want to spend more time with my family i want to have some skin in the game because ultimately like i could continue to grow your business for you and if you wanted to you just be like you're fired yeah well if i was like a partner or involved you can maybe remove me from my role, but I would still have ownership, you know? So that's when I decided, okay, maybe I don't have the amount of money, the imaginary number in my head that you need to do something on your own, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And that's what led to Harrisonville. Um, I opened a restaurant uh, up in Harrisonville called the 1886. It was a craft cocktail and like fine plates, which obviously Harrisonville had never seen or done before. Mm -hmm. Um and it took a couple months, but that that took off really, really well. Um, it was good. Man. Got good, good food, good drinks. We went out there once or twice. It was it was a good spot. It was just in Harrisonville, so it was, it was like that. We got to yeah. up full journey. Well, and it's funny because from Lee Summit, I can drive to Overland Park in the exact same amount of time it takes me to drive to Harrisonville. Yeah. yeah. But the drive to Harrisonville made me want to do drugs. Like it, <laughs> yeah. It's it pretty bad. It, well, and you're you're going that far away from your house. And getting less and less, less and less and less things like to do or yeah. to have. So it's like I'm driving this far, and the further I go out, the more inconvenienced it becomes that I'm driving further out. Yeah. yeah. So I um, I uh, I drive 49 a lot to go pick up equipment because it seems oh, like yeah. anytime I have to go south, I have to take 49. And anytime I go out of town, I get a coffee before I go, and I know I have to hit a Starbucks or something before I get on 49, or I get yep. shit. That's a good. Yep. One. Yeah. You're getting that gas station goo. Oh, maybe yeah. to like maybe to like Little Rock. There's nothing. Like literally. That's crazy. Yeah. So ultimately the success there, 
I don't know if it got to my head or I was the new time, like, cause the Ainsworth being a partner of, I only had like 20% of that. I didn't make a lot of the decisions. I just got paid and did yeah. my job and also was the GM. So I was there full time. Well, in this one, I wanted to own the business, not work for the business. So I did it for a year. It's like the GM constantly in there building the reputation, building the standards, building the quality, building the service, building, you know, our reach in Harrisonville. And then once it got there, I hired a GM, brought them in. And so we were doing, we were doing really, really good. I was getting X amount of dollars a week from salary. Plus every quarter we would take profit share and then split it with the GM. So I was at home four days a week, just, living making our bills plus some doing what we wanted to do and so then it kind of got to the point where it was like well i'm wasting time i could be making something else building something else that, that's another trap yeah. yeah yeah so i was like if i get nothing else i at least want to get back out there and develop like coaching gms or talking people through things that i've been through before or just giving back is like the ultimate goal so i was like even if I just go in somewhere and help develop general managers, or if I can help someone learn new systems that are more effective, you know, and then every time you go out and do something like that, you kind of realize one thing, you know, is that you don't know it all. So you wind up learning as well. So I was like, I don't want to, as much as it sounded like the dream, I was like, I don't want to sit at home right now. Don't get me wrong. My gym routine was on point then, man, I miss it. Um, but so left that, uh, built another restaurant, uh have to keep that one kind of under wraps uh going through a sale with that one right now so there's like a confidentiality cause that right. uh can't like put it out there but once that one's all paid off we'll be made pretty whole uh it wound up being a good investment for us but um so i opened that one which led to the most recent one i'm doing um and right as i started doing this one we sold to 1886 for a good chunk of change so that helped us out and I dumped it all into this, this new spot that we're opening. Uh, I took over the old fuel building on 119th in Medcalf. Uh, it used to be fuel and Kansas hall and now it's guitars and Cadillacs. Yeah. Um, and between us was another spot called tequila flats, which was owned by guitars and Cadillacs. And as of last week, it is now owned by us. So, uh, congratulations. That, nice. Man. Yeah. It, it was kind of like a necessity. It kind of sucks because it puts us a little further behind on everything else, trying to open the other one. But I don't know if you guys have been out to that 119 in Metcalf area. There's a massive patio, like a 300-person patio out front. No, I, li I live right by it. I, yeah, I'm by it all the time. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, and so it was split. Uh, when Mitch, who owns Guitars and Cadillacs and Tequila Flats, uh, had that spot, we originally tried to take it all. But that front patio spot in front of Tequila Flats belongs to Tequila Flats and Guitars and Cadillacs. We're like, we don't want this median in the middle of this massive patio. Yeah, that's true. So that it looks like, like a jail cell. Yeah. So it took a lot, a lot of negotiations. Um, but we're like, I'm not keeping this fence up. Like, whether we have to rent your patio from you or buy this. Right and then we got hit by the city for doing too much work before the permit came in because we submitted to the city, but the city takes about three to five weeks once they get your permit. Oh, you ain't gonna like, tell me. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I was like, all right, it's not a big deal. We're gonna, we're gonna just start work. They're not going to come by. Well, our AV guys came in there cause we're going to have massive like TV and sound set up in there. I don't know if you guys have been to social and Waldo, but 
that's another one of our concepts. A great um, spot, Caleb. It's going to be very similar to that. So we're going to have four 86-inch TVs behind the bar that connect into one TV. And so the AV guys are going in there to hook that up. And right behind oh, them nice. is the fire marshal. Like, they didn't know any better. They're carrying in their equipment. And then, boom, here's the fire marshal. So uh, we got to wait till the first before we can continue to build out. So that that was kind of unfortunate. But it led to the sale of this other place. Well, hopefully you didn't get fined or anything. You just got... Stop. Just yeah, just yeah. We just got to stop work notice. Um, and luckily we didn't build anything like crazy or take out. They could have made you rip it out, or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's a chance I might I might have to change the bar, which is unfortunate because I built a 30 person bar. Like the bar seats 30 people, and I built That's it from sick. scratch. And I may or may not have to rip it out. <laughs> I would cry. Let's pray not. Let's pray not. Uh, if I if I do do it, it's a I hard lesson learned. But yeah, exactly. And I will sit at a table someday with someone that wants to do this and be like, I can get away with it. And I'm going to preach to them the no, reason don't why do you it. Yeah. don't do it. Yeah. So, so that's exciting then. So then what, what is going to be the tortilla, the tor- tortilla flats location? Is that going to be the same bar? The tequila tequila flats? flats. Yeah. yeah that's a good it, thing. You're pretty Marcus. What did I say? You said tortilla. tortilla? Flats. Ah, shit. <laughs> that's fine. It's still, it's still close. It's going to be a, a high-end um, tequila and taco place. Yeah. So we will have like your dirt cheap Taco Tuesday type thing. But other than that, we're going to have like high-end quality tacos and like a tequila selection like no one else has. So it'd be pretty cool. Love that. Um, so do you like to just do different concepts all the time? Or like do you uh, so the one like I'm opening open, like multiples? You know what I mean? So the one, we're having like a phenomenal amount of success in Waldo. At social um i see and, it all the time yeah on people's igs yeah the bathroom so, i don't see it i see a bathroom huh that I, I, it's I don't, I don't know maybe it's not the bathroom it has like a white floor and there's mirrors and yep that's that's the bathroom that's the it's bathroom. Like a, yeah. a hallway type thing yeah but i yeah. see it all the time well i guess yeah, a staple danny is making sure you have some dope ass bathrooms yeah uh I think the front of this place will take away from that. We got a few IG traps going into the new one, but the social has a wild amount of success. So we're doing something similar to that. So we're just offering like a better vibe than like a Johnny's or a Tanner's because they're all kind of like the new Johnny's I will say are nice. I like the new Johnny's that kind of revamped them a little bit. They're not as dark and stuff, but most of these sports bars around town, um, they are like dark and everything's all wood and it's kind of like old school. Which I'm fine. And we don't really want that audience. Like, we believe that the pie is big enough for all of us. Like, by no means do we want to put a competitor out of business. But by offering that, like, maybe slightly different experience, like, take Johnny's and then upscale it, like, maybe a half a notch. And that's and that's what we're doing. Well, and at the um, same time, you know, it's like, I love going out to watch games, but I'm, sometimes I just hate eating the same shit food all the time. Well, and especially, and then I, and then I just feel like shit when I leave. Yeah, the, the place you just mentioned as well, like, I'm not I'm huge in that food either. Um, so what, what's going to be on your menu is going to be a lot better. And I know like being at all the places you've, you've opened before. Yeah. Like I love going to beat us, watch the game, but I already know if I'm going, I'm going to feel like dog shit the rest of the day. Yeah. So kind of that environment, but, uh, like a high energy environment like that, or at least that's the goal, but, yeah. uh, with a little bit more focus on the food. Um, but we'll see what happens. And then, uh, put in a LOI at the space next to Caleb's like three weeks ago so hopefully we hear about something from that uh the guy who 
is helping us, Andy is kind of like being a gatekeeper away from the executive committee, which like decides the final thing. Yeah, we keep generally. asking him for the executive committee's information. He won't give it to us. So I think he's just trying to like broker a deal that works for him since he's part of the executive committee. Mm-hmm. Like he has ownership in it. So we're trying to find a way to just cut Andy out and go down, but yeah. hopefully that works out for us. Yeah. Even, I mean, we had a broker that dealt ours and like, we still had to deal with that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird that he can be a part owner of the, the situation and still be the realtor on it. Yeah. 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 We had, a, I had to talk with him the other day because uh, beauty brands complained that we were too loud. Ooh. So, Ooh. And there's a whole space between them. Yeah. Well, I think it was the grand Which will opening. be mine. Yeah. I think it was the grand opening because they said they heard people yelling and weights uh-huh. banging. And the grand opening was like stupid loud. So yeah. it was like, yeah. they, like they, crazy he got a letter on like the Wednesday after. So I'm like, I guarantee it was Saturday because they wrote a letter. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Well, well assuming we get the space between you, there'll also be a buffer. We'll have some stuff going on in there. Yeah. So that though. would be nice. That's super exciting. And, and what are you going to put in there again? Uh, so I own the, the rights to two stretch labs two stretch lab franchises. Uh, me and my partner have the Parkville license, the Lee Summit license, and the Liberty license. Um, I chose to bow out of the Liberty license. I think the Liberty location is going to sustain itself, especially if we if we get the right spot. Um, Liberty's got a lot of like nice housing going in there, like yep. over a million dollars, especially around the golf course, which is where the like shopping area is. Yeah. And so Liberty, I think, is going to be self-sustaining. So I wanted to be more hands-on. And so like Parkville, I know will take more like grassroots marketing and getting out there in the environment and et cetera. Yeah. And Lee Summit, like it's just so close. But I I didn't want my day to look like I'm at Overland Park doing the accounting and bookkeeping and making sure that labor is on point and spending's on point at Revel and Tequila Flats and my other restaurant, which... We can't talk about it as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then driving, like, let's say to social to have a meeting with my partners and then driving to Lee Summit to check on Stretch Lab and then going out to Parkville to make yeah. sure that the hell of a day, bro. Take care. and then driving yeah. to Liberty. Like, I, I, I don't, I just, I don't it, even know if you'd be that. I mean, that would be like an 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. day to get all those hit all those. Well, that and that's yeah. every every corner of the city as well. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, every, so every corner plus the central wall. Of the I had to knock out at least one. And so I was like, if there's one spot that I assume if my partner puts a great like leader in, we'll, we'll have the least amount of issues. I feel like it would be Liberty or Lee Summit. And I'm not going to give up Lee Summit. Like I, yeah, I could right walk now. if we yeah. get that one that yeah. that's next to Caleb. So yeah. um, hopefully that all works out. Um, the good news about that is like, once you have the licenses, you own them. And so even if we can't get a letter of intent submitted and approved, push comes to shove, we can always, there's a stretch, my stretch labs, like owner's hub where every week you have like a Friday call with marketers. And it also has like all of the other stores locations, like across the United States. And you can see signups and drop-offs and volume and stuff like that. It's also a spot on there where you can buy additional franchises. So if we just can't get it done, we can put it on there and sell them, but we own them for forever. So 
obviously I'd like to get it open and get some return on this investment, but yeah. we're also not just going to get bullied into a lease. Mm -hmm. Just cause yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, sweet man. All right. So let's dive into, since this is food, fitness and family, let's dive into uh, the fitness component of your life. So you, yeah. I know you've competed before. Um, give us a little bit more kind of detail. Cause I mean, I think you have a pretty, I think you have a pretty unique way that you handle your own fitness life. Um, so kind of give us some background on that, like your different experiences with it, obviously competing the little bit that you did as well and, uh, how that, how can, you know, has morphed into underestimated. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely correlates. It all yeah. snowballs into me being in a parking lot selling garments. <laughs> um, we, uh, me and my wife met 12 years ago. And at that time I was maybe at the beginning or adolescence part of my fitness journey. Um, so two of us pushed each other a lot in the beginning there, which was cool. A lot, you know, a lot younger then. But, um, how old are you now? Me? Uh, I just, I just broke into 40. Okay. I'm thinking about returning it though. I like it. Yeah. Um, so in the early twenties, uh, I was running some bars and doing stuff like that. So I had all day to do anything I wanted. So wound up choosing fitness, made some decent acquaintances and, uh, started having role models that like, I didn't know, but like, it's like, Oh, that guy kills it or that guy looks great. So obviously like everybody new to the game started doing the comparison thing and then tried to be like, I can do that. Or I want to do that. Or I want to look like that. So ultimately the next thing was like, Oh, I should compete. I'm like, let's compete. Um, so then I did a show, uh, it was an NAMBF show. I think it was the Liberty natural or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that big, what it is? yeah big Liberty yeah. show. Yeah. Like, like well, it was years like and years and years and years and years yeah. ago. Like, I don't know how long you guys have been doing it, but like the people on the stage at that time were like Kyle Warwick, which doesn't compete anymore. Uh, and then John, like family and muscle, or I think that's his tag. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Brabeck, he was like just fucking winning every show back then. Um, so like just a long time ago. Um, 2014, so did, 2015 time frame. I think it might have been a little earlier. A little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I did that in the men's physique. The first one I went to, there were 45 of us. It was insane. It was insane. And I was backstage and I was like, I don't know if this is right. <laughs> so I, I mean, I just got smoked. I got obliterated. Um, so then I got a coach and I got into like crazy, crazy conditioning. Uh, at the time he was working for hitch fit. Um, and my buddy Micah owns that. We actually just partnered up with him. He is involved with something called Rock Body Retreats. Um, and we just partnered up with them to do like bags for all the retreats, full of goodies and stuff. But teamed up with a guy there. Uh, he now owns his own gym out in St. Joe, I believe. Is that where the tornadoes hit like some years ago? St. Joe? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. But anyways, uh, but he got me in great shape, like insane shape, best shape I've ever been in. Uh, but I was just too small. Like, I think my stage weight was like in the one forties. I was like, I, I was just a frame. Like I was super depleted. Like I, I just, I Caleb, just didn't have the muscle mass for it. Caleb, did you just say nice? <laughs> yeah. I was hella depleted. Yeah. Um, so I did that one. I actually placed in that one. And so then I was like, I'm gonna do another one. 
so I wound up getting five or six under my belt before I got like the size to symmetry ratio down. And don't get me wrong, I was typically always the smallest. So the very first time that the NAMBF did a show in Loveland, Colorado, uh, I did that one and I won that one. Um, and I wanted to place first, like just once. So after that, I got first and I was like, I told you all I would do it. And I did it and I'm done. <laughs> um, and then thank God, because I mean, fast forward seven, eight years, a men's physique competitor now, especially if you want to like turn it into any kind of income. Good luck, dude. You're bigger than the bodybuilders. Like, yeah, they're big. So mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Like some people have a passion for being on stage and it like lights their fire and that's awesome. So do it. But the amount of time, effort and discipline it takes to be like top notch in the bodybuilding physique, powerlifting, any of those regions, it is more than a full-time job. So if you're going to do it just for passion and not get paid, kudos to you. But I have to justify the amount of time and hours I put into something because it takes away from something else, ultimately my family or my business. Yeah, yeah. And for me at that time, I, I got to the place I wanted to be. And then, and maybe for most people, like they win, they're like, Oh, I'm going to keep going. I'm getting better. It just solidified it for me. And like, I, it was the end. Like I hit the goal. I didn't hit it. It was like, Oh my God, I need more. And so uh, I stopped that and started enjoying family a little bit. And that's what led into underestimated. Uh, we were, my family's on the East coast. We were taking a road trip out to the East coast. And like three days before we left, I knew that I wanted to just be in lounge clothes, like the whole time. I was like, I'm just going to be decked out in sweats the whole time we're gone. So I got online and bought like some Nike joggers and we're driving to Ohio to see some family before we had a daughter. My wife is like, I really like those joggers. I was like, good i got four pairs of them i was like i love them <laughs> <laughs> and she's like how much are they? I pays it. yeah she's like how much are they i said 90 dollars. i thought she was going to fucking throw me out of the car dude she's like are you she, like dropped every insulting name you can think of like and by the end of it it was just the consensus of i think you're an idiot you're a moron what is wrong with you and so <laughs> on the drive there i'm just driving like gripping the steering wheel like i'm gonna rip it off and like looking out the window and finally like right before we stopped somewhere like a gas station or food i looked at, i was like fine i'm just gonna make my own conversation been dead for like an hour and a half and it's still Stay in my head in. yeah yeah and and so <laughs> like i turned the radio off i was like fine i'm gonna make my own she's like okay i'm sure you will and i was like no that made it even worse why'd you talk to me like that yes <laughs> now i'm going to. and then yeah and then 18 months later uh Young and naive, I didn't take any help, I, I didn't, which is the first mistake. Like, I didn't reach out to anyone. I had had friends and acquaintances that had done it very successfully. Uh, like, my friend Chase owns Charlie Hustle. Like, I easily could have reached out to him and just got some pointers or guidelines or something, you know? Mm -hmm. But I was like, no. I did it all, like, at night while she was asleep, low-key, didn't tell anyone. Launched it, got the LC, got my EIN, got my resale license, got a manufacturer, placed the first order, went completely broke. <laughs> um, and I was just so pumped. Like you wouldn't know that I had six cents in my bank account, but I was like on cloud nine. Ready. Yeah. And I was like, so it came in and she's like, this stuff's pretty decent. I'm proud of you. Blah, blah. I was like, perfect. And she's like, how much did you spend? I was like, eh, I don't know exactly, but I did. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, but if we sell out everything that you see here, we're going to make $78,000. <laughs> like I had done the math. 
I was like, we're going to give away this percentage of products. We're going to do this. We're, it's going to be great. Um, so then I taught myself how to write code and I built our first web page. Like the, it was a WordPress document. And I, I, it was a WordPress like site and yeah. I built it all, did it all myself. Also a mistake. Um, and then we launched it and we didn't have a sale for like four months. <laughs> and I was like, so if we were to sell all this, this is what we would make. But no one knows who we are. Um, yeah, you'll, you're only like, oh, we're going to sell this, make this much money. But then you never think, well, but no one knows who we are. Yeah. How's this oh, yeah. Happen? It was it was eye opening. Um, so that's why anytime the biggest advice I give to anyone that wants to do apparel, because everyone's like, oh, I want to make my own T-shirts. I want to do. I mean, there's a cost of fixture way to do it. So even if you don't like sell out, um, you don't lose your house or anything doing it. But it's a longevity game. Like we've had more success in the past 18 months than we did in the first two years. Like it is insane, but I will admit we started it wrong. So like had to get all the nicks and bruises of learning as you go so that you could be strong and resilient now. But um, if anyone wants to do it, just be prepared for a longevity game. The longer you do it, the more people will know about you. And as long as you keep your customer service on point, and you're more of a community base versus a profit base, I think you'll do okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's it's been awesome to to be a part of that journey as well. Cause I think it, it was like what 20, was it 2020 when we kind of started working together? I think it was. Uh kind of. You had just finished a show. Yeah. And I'd <laughs> gone there to see Kai. Have yeah. you guys had him on? Mm -mm. No. Okay. Uh I competed at Worlds though, and then I think we kind of yeah. took face after that. Yep. And brought him on. And he's been one of the best athletes as far as like exposure and content that we have for sure. Him and Micah Allen are our best. Yeah, Micah wow. does it. She, wow, Marcus, you suck. No, he's yeah. me. Oh, nice <laughs> about this other guy. I was like, wow, good job, Marcus. Oh, thank you. I know you were <laughs> Do better. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and yeah, and so um, you know, I think I've had like every piece that that you've obviously put together, and it just continues getting better and better and better. Um, and it's awesome to see because because you, you you totally left out even where you've got to at this point now because now you're doing you know we went to Olympia last year. Uh, you're going back this year. I won't be there. We got invited last year. It was exactly. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Tell us about that because I mean the Olympia that was. That was a true for me to go to, especially not just to go there as a as a fan and a spectator, but like actually being a part of the expo was fucking awesome. I will yeah. say the most rewarding thing about the Olympia, uh, my cousin Austin, who's big in the bodybuilding world right now, he's had some scares, but like he built his life around it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then you and Emily, like having my athletes there that like were in the community and like live this life more than just the average Joe seeing them geek out. Oh my God. It was worth every penny it took to get there. My cousin constantly like, Oh my God, you see that? That's Dude, Justin. He, he, oh my God. That's he was like a five-year-old yeah. at Disney. Just like, in yeah. like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like and running out to people came over. He's like, dude, I just got a shirt from Kevin. And I just oh, went yeah. and saw Lee priest. Like everybody was just like buzzing. It didn't matter that we were standing in that booth for 10 hours that day. Everybody was just like on yeah, it. I bet it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool to like give back something that wasn't monetary value, but was memorable. Like even if underestimated disappears in a year or I let go of all our athletes or something like that, like 
they will have that experience that was strictly because underestimated was in their life. And it's, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the Olympia did a lot for you as far as like boosting your brand and your sales and, and uh, awareness? I'll be honest. I don't know if it did much for awareness. I didn't do any kind of like, I didn't want to get in over my head. So like I did very basic. I didn't pay for any of the marketing or exposure that the Olympia offers. Like when you get a booth, there's like, 18 other packages that you can also get with your booth. Oh yeah. And a lot of people they'll, they, they'll sink every dime they have into the Olympia. And it's like, that's either going to make or break them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I being the first timer just humbled to be invited. Like I, I never even thought about it and they reached out to us. So like we saw what you did with the underestimated challenge and chiefs fit thing. And we thought that was awesome. Your video popped up on one of our people's feeds and they sent it to us and they're like, that's great. And they started asking me how I got all those sponsors there. I gave probably $400 away worth of stuff from a bunch of different companies to everyone that competed, like just for coming. Like, here you go, here you go. Gave out cash prizes. And that's that dive into like, that next as well, because I know that that's something you want to get back into growing after we did that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that video started circulating. Someone from the Olympia got it and they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, talk to me about this. And I told them what it was about and why I wanted to do it. And they're like, we think you should be at the Olympia. And like hand invited me. It was kind of cool. Um, but I didn't want to get in over my head. So I did everything that was required um, and kind of got my feet wet. But I didn't do like, a, here's a free shaker if you follow us on Instagram. I, I like, I didn't do anything to build our own exposure. And I didn't want my athletes to feel like I expected a bunch from them right off the bat with me not being there before and not knowing how to run it. So I didn't have anyone walking around handing out cards or directing traffic to our booth. So I will say we have we had both days in the tens of thousands of dollars in sales, which has never happened before. So obviously you know those people now know about us or whether it was just an impulse buy or what. Uh, so the, the financial aspect of going was amazing, but as far as like exposure afterwards, there's maybe an influx on, uh, online sales for like two or three days of people that were like, Oh, I wanted this size. And they're like, well, we have it just get online and order it. Um, but after that, it just kind of went back to normal. We did get a lot more posts like tags for like five or six months, yeah. but like no massive boosts. Like we we just now did a team up that will launch on the sixth with Icon Meals, um, and they have like one hundred eighteen thousand followers, and they sponsor the UFC. Nice. Like this Saturday, the UFC center logo on the mat is Icon Meals, so that's why we're building this promotion around them. But we're gonna give away five hundred dollars worth of merchandise to four people: two guys, two girls. And they're going to give away a thousand dollars worth of meal prepped food to four oh, people. Wow. That's and all you have to do is follow them and follow us. So by following us, you're going to get $1,500 worth of things for four people. Um, and then immediately after that, we're doing uh, a giveaway very similar to that with super coffee. Super coffee is going to send out $500 worth of coffee because they have protein coffee and we're going to do $500 worth of apparel. So all of those organic connections I've met through underestimated by just doing community events like the underestimated challenge. Dude, I, I think people really underestimate what these community outreaches can do and the networking that you can make. And a lot of times it's not even worth like 
you don't go out to these just because of you can make some sales. You go out to these because you're going to meet people that you'll never meet unless you're there. And that can do a lot for your business. Oh yeah. Agreed. I don't like, I use my LinkedIn as a, as a resource to like provide information like that. Like, and one of the biggest things that I've learned is like, so I don't know who your guys' idols are, who's doing what you've done on a level that you want to get to. But a lot of the times when someone gets to that super successful thing and they have that result, they, they're not looking for more monetary gain. So like if you just ask for a seat at that table, like, hey, I want to get to where you're going. I want to have the conversations you're having. I want to be in the circles that you're in. Like over half of those people get the joy like I do out of developing coaching and helping someone else win that they're going to let you like without going to these networking events. Like I would have never met Jeff Wasserman and he's helped me out a bunch. I would have never met you two, which have both now in my community either helped me grow my brand or awareness, or I've been able to give back. Like I am friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our, our yeah. general manager that I hired for stretch life is Lee summit. He's like, I'm going to do bodybuilding. I'm going to do classic. I don't know which one he's like, I need a coach. And so immediately I was like, well, I'm going to pay for you to join Caleb's gym and he's going to be your coach. He's like, all right, well, I'd like to meet two or three. And so I put him in front of Caleb first. And then if Caleb closes, which I imagine he will, I don't have to, but I'll put him in front of a couple other ones too. But like being I, able to I get basically me. closed, but he said he's just waiting until he starts with you, but he, he's going to go with me. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, if he wants to start, I'll <laughs> float him until he starts. Like I'm not concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but building that community is like, more joy to me than building like our brand sales. Like the sales yeah. will follow if we do it right. But if you find someone that's doing super well, like I took Marcus to an HPLT event and he was awesome. sitting with CEOs and like company leaders and innovators. And I'm positive he could just get on Instagram and message one of them. And they'd write him back. Yeah. 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 They were, they were all, you know, it was so cool it, to sit with those people. Yeah. And to work out with them. Yeah. It yeah helps Michael to, Hearn was there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It really helps to to know people, and you know, it's like when yeah, I, I only know a little bit about the HPLT event that you guys did, and it was brutal. But it's like when you go through something like that with someone else, like you create this bond, yeah. and you know, it's like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Some of my some of my closest friends, they either they have two things in common, and they're either well, actually, they all have one thing in common. They're extremely hard workers, and it's like they either work hard in business or they work really hard in fitness, which translates to business. And if you can see someone in the gym, like push themselves to the brink of breaking, then without knowing what they're about, it's like, I can almost trust them with business type stuff because if they're willing to do that, then it's like, well, and imagine doing it with them. Yeah. Let's say the three of us go and do something crazy. Like, Hey, so I I have a goal every year to do one thing that is like outlandish, like something that I never normally would have done. So let's say next year, I'm like, I'm going to count, climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And you guys are like, yeah, let's go. If the three of us go through that, even if we don't talk for 20 years, that's a bond. We call yeah, each other, yeah. yeah there, there's zero chance that we would ever build a bond that strong organically. Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's impossible. So, like, like, dude, Marcus, remember when you slipped on that fucking rock and almost <laughs> fell down the mountain? That bro, I so trip so much when we go hiking. <laughs> <It's> fucking stupid. <laughs> he's like, he's got you tiny legs. Fuck you. When Big Daddy Stringer <laughs> Love had to pull you up off that cliff, that yeah. was so dope. <laughs> Marcus grabbed my hand. <laughs> Tell us about the, the, the challenges, though. I, I totally forgot that, you know, that was obviously something that, that you want to grow more into. Um, yeah. We, I would like the first to... one, what, 2020? End of 2021? 
Uh, I think it was 2022, but yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'm not sure Chiefs Fit was there in 2021. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was 22. I think. Um, yeah, so uh, Brian Mazza, uh, we had worked together in hospitality before he turned into the fitness guru that he is now um, with his hybrid training, kind of like Nick Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he started throwing these events. I was like, I got to be a part of them. Don't get me wrong. I think everyone should at least try one. The growth mindset and the motivation you get once you get back is bar none, like nothing you'll ever experience. Not to mention the networking. He is great at putting a bunch of people in a room and letting the networking happen. Um, So uh, we, I, I went to one of those and it was insane. I left with this phone number of the CEO of Vital Proteins, uh, CEO of Icon Meals. Pain. I was, yeah, uh, John Gags, who owns Kane Footwear, which is now on every NFL and college football player's feet. And Marcus um, Gates everywhere I go. Yeah, and number one recovery shoe in the U.S. right now. Like, regardless of what he's accomplished, he just sat in that room and had a non-alcoholic beer with us and fucking chilled, and you wouldn't have known it. And then he told his story and you're like, holy cow, I had dinner with that guy for three hours last night and we didn't yeah. talk about cane footwear once. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like seeing the power of like just putting like-minded people in the room and not telling anyone who's achieved what you all just start as peers was mind blowing. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I want to build a community of like-minded people here in Kansas City. There's no reason that you should have to pay $3,000 fly across the country and do it with someone else just because they have brain recognition or they have 350,000 followers. Like we have the same thing here. We have the same people. We have the same experiences. We have the same knowledge. We have the same experts. Like why not do it here? So for those summits to be successful, there were multiple days. You had like a host hotel, you do a crazy workout, you'd have lunch, you do a crazy workout, there'd be a speaker and then you do it all over again. Um, I wanted to start with the workout because the workout is like what bonded the people. So when you sat with the speak, when the speaker was on, you sat next to those people that you just did that workout with. Cause you're like, like you said, you're bonded now. Um, so I wanted to start with that workout. So I reached out to all these people that I'd recently met and was like, Hey, I love absolutely everything that we just did. I love you guys' brand. You got me hooked, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so got canes to send free shoes for every single participant, Got Mad Tasty CBD water, got NoCo Energy, uh, got Junk Headbands, got uh, Vital Proteins, um, got Icon Meals, got Moxie Socks. Like a ton of people just send free stuff because they were about the vision as well. I was like, I want to build this. I don't want people to talk about it. And this is one way to do it, like a dope swag bag. But to get the swag bag, you're going to crawl through the trenches of hell. You're going to go through the dark place and we're going to all do it together. And we're going to talk about it for I don't know how long. And Caleb, I, I puked in the first like six, six minutes, I think. No, it looks fun. Yeah. No, it, 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 it was not. It was fucking awful. I, I puked well, like, six not minutes like... in. I wanted yeah. so bad to go get my car and go back home after. <laughs> the next day, everyone that I talked to was like, that was great. That was awesome. Every single person. So it, well, it might have hurt in six moment. minutes. I'd probably puke in three. My lungs hurt for like five days. <laughs> yeah. It was which awesome. is crazy because so he did good. the HPLT with me, and this was a third of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely a third of it. Yeah, and we weren't like sleep deprived and everything else on top of it. Yeah, but uh, and then it was just reaffirming the buzz around it. Everyone that did it was like, we got, we got to do this again. This was so fun. This was so fun. So now I want to do it on a bigger scale. So I'm working with like, I'm trying to get the Crown Center Hotel to like be a host hotel, 
And then I'm trying to find like a gym big enough to do it out there. And then if so, line up like two local experts, entrepreneurs in the fitness industry that have either have their own gym or launched their own supplement or done something like that, that can speak to it. So the people that are in the audience also have something they can take away outside of the fitness. But we would do some crazy workout one day and then have lunch, have a speaker, then go do like a more relaxing type workout. And then everyone go to the crown center and sleep. And then next day, wake up, do another crazy workout, have a speaker, crazy workout, then have a big like family dinner or the speaker and then send everyone home. Um, and so I'd like to do that on a grander scale. This one we're going to call uh, the underestimated challenge invitational. You won't be allowed to come unless you're invited. And all of the six athletes that competed last time will be allowed to. I think there were eight athletes, sorry. They'll all be allowed to invite four people. So if they invite those four people and they all accept, this is more of like what I'm trying to get to. And then ultimately, like once every six months, we'll have big speakers come in that are like leaders in industry and give speeches about where they've been, what they've done, how they did it. And then in between those have like grueling workouts that like make you rely on each other. And then rinse, wash, and repeat, rinse, wash, and repeat. I love that, dude. That's I'm fucking hyped up right now. Yeah, it sounds like it, I mean, I know it's gonna be brutal, but it sounds like fun. Oh yeah. Caleb, Caleb, I'm gonna make sure that I invite you and I I already know I'm not getting out of this shit. I'm gonna watch you. You're you're one hundred percent in it. He's gonna be the Jake, dude. Except we need to find an Olivia to carry him. No shit. Uh, (laughs) I'm stronger than I look mentally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'll make it through okay. yeah so uh of all my things i would say coaching and developing like trying to give back or like if i can help 10 people and eight of them become more successful than me who cares like i bet you of those eight people they're gonna be like Jesus. give praise to danny you know um so that would probably be my number one thing and then that's what led me into hospitality because now i'm at the point in hospitality where you could put me in a restaurant. I'm gonna make it work. So instead yeah. of me being the answer, I, I look to coach the answers. And then I would say underestimated is probably my second passion. Only reason for that is because you of these too many things. Because yeah. what? Because you want to prove your wife wrong. But yeah, yeah I think we're <laughs> past that point. Now yeah. we're we're dropping women's clothing like every month. We've got new women's stuff like every single month now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so. And she's actually on board now for the first like two and a half years. It was just something she's like, I really wish this stuff wasn't in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I understand. You don't know that feeling. If my wife, if my wife hit her shin on one more piece of equipment, I thought I was going to get shanked. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, My wife, my wife knows better. She, she wouldn't do anything physical, but her mental abuse game is insane. She would have me rocking back and forth in the garage with a box on my head, praying to God that all this stuff just disappeared. Awesome. Tatiana goes, let me see your armpit. And she like uppercuts my armpit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Let me see your armpit. She goes, uh, uh, <laughs> like five times. That's awesome. Well, since, since he's like, I deserve there, this. Since yeah, you brought that up, it. Danny, I think, you know, a big component of it, and this is, you know, from, from knowing you and the family, obviously, you know, Danielle and Jaden, I feel like you've done uh, an amazing job of, making that still your top priority. I mean, 
you you brought that back, you know, brought that up multiple times kind of throughout this. And so, I mean, being a restauranteer like you are running multiple restaurants, running a, an apparel company, you know, doing maintaining your fitness and health along the way, doing all that as well is very impressive. But obviously to keep your family integrated and all that and as a top priority, you know, I we don't need to talk a ton about it, but definitely give us some kind of tips and, and just like your your mindset and how you've prioritized that. Uh, before we got to where I was at, um, so when Jaden was born, I was running a restaurant and then I was like Monday through Friday and they didn't care the hours that I worked. I just had to work 65 hours. So through Monday through Friday, I'd work 65 hours, but Friday I would get off at three. I would drive to Lake of the Ozarks, be there by five, bartend at Horny Toad Friday morning, uh, Friday night get up, go bartend at Coconut Saturday, bartend at Horny Toad Saturday night, and then drive home. And then I would have Sunday, like exhausted, and then do Monday to Friday again. And I did that almost six months out of her first year being born. Mm-hmm. And it, I like, I, I never felt exhausted or tired, or I, I just felt like motivated. Um, but then like so many things were happening. Like she was walking or crawling or having her first birthday and I wasn't there. And then our house flooded. We went out of town, our house flooded and got black mold. And so like the county came and like put a hazmat thing over your house and like you couldn't be in it. And we got a hotel and that's when it kind of clicked because I had been hustling for six straight months. We had lots and lots of money in the bank and that was all gone. Just boom. Um, We wound up filing a lawsuit against people who sold us a house and it all turned out. But in that moment, I was like, all right, not only have I missed like a ton of stuff, but I have a ton of memories now from doing all this other stuff that don't include my family, which makes me feel selfish. And I was saving up all this money for our family with no real end goal. And now it's all gone. And like, what was the point? Like life happened. And in between, I justified not being around so that I could, you know, handle when life happened. And then it happened and it was like, this is so emptying. I felt so defeated. Yeah. Where I'm sure my wife and anyone else on the outside looked at him like, oh, well, thank God you were doing what you're doing because we had the money to get back into our house. But I saw it completely differently. So that started a shift and then COVID happened and I spent six days, nine hours a day with Jaden. And like from that point on, uh, it was insane because I was running Ainsworth at that time and we didn't close. Like I, we fired all our staff, which is me and a chef, but me and Jaden just running around in that building. I'd box up food and she'd dance on the bar or color on the tables. Like, you know, cause obviously there was no childcare at that time either. Mm-hmm. So the two of us, we, we had a, I pull a sled around in there on the concrete, like Clydesdale. Like we, we did all sorts of shit. And from that point forward, it's like, I will never miss these things again. And that's kind of what developed into me not wanting to do so much work for other people anymore and still have the same end result. Mm-hmm. But and then obviously I love spending time with my wife, but Jaden was the catalyst. And I think it just brought our marriage even closer and closer together. Our marriage is, I don't know. People don't share their bads with us or anything, but I'd say I have one of the strongest marriages of anyone I know. Yeah. it's awesome, man. I, That's I, huge. Would, I would agree just from the outside looking in. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm going to plead the fifth because I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I will say if if you're on Facebook or you're on Instagram or you're looking around, you're not going to find my personal. I keep my personal personal in my own home. So yeah. if anyone's like, oh, I follow Daniel on Instagram, I promise you they follow Underestimated or one of my restaurants. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't I think... have a personal Facebook. And like a lot of people don't know anything about my personal life. And I'm OK with it. Thanks yeah, for they, sharing. I mean, you shared yeah, a lot they always, today. They always say the best relationships, like they don't post on socials because they just keep their shit private. Because you know, you're not trying to make up for what's wrong. You're not trying to put it out there and and make up for it. It's like, and, and I think also that goes to show that you keep your problems internal when you do have problems. So many people are quick to complain to their friends about their problems or whatever it may be. Now, now Marcus and I, you know, we may be like, oh man, I got my ass tore up this morning, or. You know what I mean? But like, we're not like constantly looking to our friends for relationship advice. And then, you know, like, like they say, like you have a group of friends, one gets divorced. And before you know it, the rest are divorced because that one cancer is in there. And it's like basically talks everyone out of their relationships. Yep. I'm a huge believer in that five person rule, except I think like a lot of the gurus have it wrong. They always say, Oh, if you hang out with four millionaires, you'll be the fifth millionaire. If you hang out with five idiot, four idiots, you'll be the fifth idiot. I do believe that. But they spin that five closest thing as like you need to be around the five biggest achievers so that you can level up. But I feel like there needs to be one peer, two people to look up to, and one person to coach. Because a lot yeah. of those times, if you find those people that have a table of five CEOs, they've lost like all human compassion, all yeah. emotion, all ability to like relate. I I feel like without having that one person to coach and that one peer, you, you lose the sight of where you came from. Yeah. Like you are somewhere now, congratulations. And the four other people that you're with are somewhere now, congratulations. But When's the last time that you helped someone get to where you are? When's the last time you let an outsider into your place? Like, I feel like if you have five people and they're all like those savages, instead of adding another chair to the table, you're just putting another plank on your fence. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I could agree with that. Definitely, man. Well, Danny, thanks for being on today, brother. I like, like you said, you know, you're, you keep your, your, your home life personal and, and close to you, but you obviously, you know, divulged a lot of information about just your, your journey and whatnot, your relationship and, and uh, your, your own mindset. So I definitely appreciate it. I know Caleb does as well. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, it, man. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I really wanted everybody to get to know who Danny is and who, you know, uh, underestimated is, but, but obviously, uh, you know, shout out again, you know, where everybody can find you at um, between underestimated. Obviously. You guys got the polished professional version. The, the new, I like it. Uh, give us the, give us the new restaurant locations as well. I know you've already mentioned it, but just uh, circle back to that real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, underestimated is underestimated.fit. It seems so much more appealing than .com. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to just fit. So underestimated.fit is our website. Um, if you want to go look at more of the pretty boy, he's on there. Uh, we also have an, an Instagram at b.underestimated. Um, and then our restaurants, uh, Revel will be opening here in the next 30 to 45 days. That's at 119th and Quivira. And then the spot next to it, hopefully, uh, a month after that, I'm uh, going to do a little rehab there. Um, you can always catch us at social and Waldo. Um, 
And then Stretch Lab, uh, our locations for the Stretch Labs will become public now. Um, I don't want to get too much into that because there are other Stretch Lab franchisees owners in the Kansas area. But I don't think that they're being ran the way that they should be or properly. So I think any word or buzz about Stretch Lab in town right now either is negative or unheard of. So we're kind of like holding until right before we open to start doing that so that once we do shift people's mindsets, they come to us and not to one of these places that I feel like we have to help reestablish the brand with. But those those will be posted here shortly. But Lee Summit will be the first one. And hopefully you can catch us next to the body shop from Lee Summit. Yeah, I hope so, man. It'd be nice. I, I think we could do well for each other. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And it's always nice having a neighbor that you get along with. <laughs> yeah. That's Until we're neighbors. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like, the fucking gym is so loud. <laughs> Dude, put a ceiling in. I can hear everything. Oh. <laughs> I paid all this extra money for these thick fucking floors. And people are like, it's so loud. Well, I mean, you only have an inch and a half of rubber. I don't know what you want. <laughs> well, sweet, man. Danny, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for being on. Thanks for, Thanks for the invite. It means a lot. Hopefully you guys have a good day. Yeah, yeah you, uh, you guys too. Everybody else have a great week. All I'm right. out of here. I'm gonna go to the bathroom before I go out myself here. All right, for- <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys. See you guys. All right, later, guys.